and welcome to episode six of Cage Dive. I'm here with my friend Brian. Brian, how are you? Hello, I'm great. We're going to pretend like we just haven't been talking for an hour. Uh, yeah, how have you been? I haven't <laughs> talked to you in a so long. So long, my friend. It's been so long. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, it's just we kind of have a, a bummer of a recording session this week <laughs> because we haven't talked about this movie at all. In fact, we just got finished finish talking about episode four's film Rumblefish, which I'm sure, as you all know by now, was not necessarily appreciated by either of us. And mm. this time we're talking about The Cotton Club from 1984. Oh. Another Francis Ford Coppola film, and another film directed by his uncle uh, that was written by Mario Puzo, and another film directed by his uncle that he did not enjoy working on, our subject, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. But we will get there. Did you want to synopsize the movie, or should I? <clears throat> um, I mean, I could give it a shot. Uh, the problem is... No. There's this not movie. much of a plot. <laughs> well, yeah, there's not much. It's kind of a meandering thing, too, but yeah. uh, which I'm finding to be a theme, and maybe in Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. But, uh, the the problem, which uh, I did so, not, was so, not aware so, of. Sorry, Brian. In my head, I just said, please, God, give us Peggy Sue Got Married. Just Let's just, <laughs> let's just get to Peggy Sue Got Married. Can we get there, please? <laughs> uh, sorry, go on. No, you're good. Uh, I didn't realize until I went to watch this movie that the only version that's available now is the director's cut, oh. which is like two hours and 17 minutes. Yes. Yeah, that's the version like, I watched. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went to watch it because I, I used the app uh, Just Watch, which will tell you where stuff's streaming at. Okay. Right. And uh, it said it was on Vudu, which I use Vudu a lot. And oh. you could watch it with ads, sort of like uh, on Plex. So I was like, oh, sweet. So yeah. I pulled it up. But it, Just Watch was a giant liar. You couldn't watch it with ads. <laughs> but it was titled Cotton Club Encore. Oh. And I, and I was like, what does that mean? So I looked it up, and it's like, oh, in like the like 2014 or something, he went back and George Lucas did where he added a bunch of musical numbers and scenes and stuff that had been cut originally. Huh. So now this is the definitive version of it, and it seems like that's the one that's available to stream everywhere. is that is so. that's the one that's out there is that yeah. that's okay yeah. interesting like, okay so that's same, the one that's the one i watched on plex then i'm assuming yeah because okay. then i had to go to plex and watch it so uh, right oh right 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 so that's, so that's, the that's the one with all the stuff put in to make the story make sense good god i can't imagine how bad this movie must have been before that i mean <laughs> i saw it. i saw this movie as a kid i remember I remember okay. seeing it, and uh, I remember my mom being uh, very taken with a mustachioed Richard Gere. Oh, yes. Especially in 1984? Yeah. Come on. But uh, I have never been a Richard Gere fan. Gotcha. And boy, there's a lot of Richard Gere in this movie. Sure there, is. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, his name is Dixie. He's coming home. He's like a, was it a bugle player? Yeah. Yeah. He's a jazz bu- bugleist or trump- trumpetist. Yeah. I don't know. Were they the same thing back then? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, seems like he's reconnecting with a bunch of old friends and his brother, played by Nicolas Cage, who yeah. plays Vincent. Or do they call him Vinny throughout the movie? I, I don't think know it's. That. I think they call him Vinny, but he is yeah credited okay. as Vincent. Yeah. And uh, so he's sort of reconnecting with people. He goes 
to the club. Was it the cotton club that they were at? See, yeah, I, yeah. I literally just watched this like five hours ago and I can't remember. <laughs> yes, the, um, mov- the movie is called The Cotton Club. The club is called The Cotton, cotton Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just couldn't remember if that was the club they were in or if they were in a different club. Oh, so right, just okay, a couple, yeah. couple there, clubs there are different the clubs in it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And he's sort of introduced to uh, James Remar's character, Dutch, who's um, a gangster. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's kind of hanging around him. Everybody wants to talk to him and stuff. And uh, he's introduced to Vera, Diane Lane, of course, as yeah. we mentioned. Still beautiful, still gorgeous. Yeah, incredible. Uh, and somebody's trying to uh, get rid of Dutch, so they throw a stick of dynamite under his table. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. People were not messing around back. No. Was it back in the 20s or whatever? Yeah, that should do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dixie kind of sees it coming, so he tells everybody to get out of the way. And Dutch does it, and so he saved the gangster's life. And, of course, the gangster's like, I owe you a big one. Yeah. Which, you know, from a gangster is a horrible, horrible thing to have hanging over your head. Yeah. And uh, and Dixie t- seems to take that as oh I'll just bang your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Not the smartest guy. Not the smartest guy. They like to play him as the level-headed brother, but uh, yeah, not making not making the best life choices here, uh, Dixie. No, 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 no. So just like the last uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie we talked about, there's a pretty incredible cast here you've got richard gear you got gregory hines um yep. you got diane lane already mentioned bob hoskins the great bob hoskins oh, he's so good in this yeah. movie too the great james remar you got fucking fred gwynn oh you have no idea how happy i am when i randomly run into yep. a fred gwynn performance i was it was literally my favorite part of this movie was I didn't was even know when he was he, in it. Yeah, me either. When he showed up on screen, I was like, ah. It was very, <laughs> you know, soothing. It was very soothing. Uh, yeah, and I didn't say sometimes dead is better to my yeah. TV once. <laughs> Sorry, did you say utes? Did you say utes? Uh, <laughs> you got Julian Beck. I'm sure you recognize Julian Beck. Worse. Yeah, from uh, as soon as like, I saw him, I was like, two. "Oh, I'm terrified." Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah I was like, "Yeah, it, it was like <laughs> one second. I was like, "Why am I scared?" And then it, I realized who it was. And I'm like, "Ah, yes, that's why I'm scared." <laughs> and then you got Larry Fishburne once again, and once again you got Tom Waits again. That was a bit of a shocker seeing yeah. him in the yeah. Yeah, uh, I will point out John P. Ryan, which is maybe not a super famous person, but uh, right. I am a big oh. fan of uh, was it Three O'clock High. Did you ever see that oh, movie? Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. And he plays the principal. <laughs> right. And there's like the big fight after school, and the principal gets punched out, and then right. he sits up halfway through the fight, and he looks at the main guy, and he's like, you better not fuck this up, Mitchell. <laughs> and so that's all that's running through my head, like the entire movie, when you pop up. Oh, and not only was he in Bound, it looks like it was his last movie. Oh, okay. Huh. That's a bummer. And he died like 11 years later. Interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, the people, the people in the Cotton Club. But, uh, but also, it reminds me that, you know, this has also got Tom Waits in it, and this is also oh. a movie that pr- kind of looks like a Tom Waits music video. <laughs> <laughs> 
I expected him to amble yeah. up to the piano and play New Coat of Paint or something. You know, just, uh, yeah. It, this movie looks fantastic. It Did just, Coppola, it, it's Did beautiful. Coppola direct any Tom Waits music videos? I don't know. Maybe. Seems I mean, like they have, they have such a good, like, uh, relationship. Yeah, they're pretty I mean, He's in like shit ton of his movies. Yeah. Seems like he might have directed some of them. Maybe. I mean, look. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking right now. I don't. Yeah, I don't see any. For, forever is a long, long time. Who is that? Oh, that's Don Was. That's a. He did a yeah. Don Was music video. Yeah. So what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Waits in multiple of his movies never once did he offer to direct a music video. <laughs> Hold on, that was just up through the 2000s. <laughs> I'm looking, I don't see anything else with video under it. Even that, no. the Don Was thing, he was producing it. I'm under, oh wait, am I under producer? I'm under producer. God damn. Yeah, I'm looking, I don't bitch. see any okay. Tom videos either. Yeah, no wonder so. there was so many. I'm like, how did he have, how does he have this many movies? Ay, ay, ay. Also, ironically, uh, directing the movie I can't wait to get to if Peggy Sue got married. <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited to get there. So far, Francis Ford Coppola does not have a good track record on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Uh, but see, there's something funny. I think in Peggy Sue got married, uh, Nick Cage got some revenge on Uncle Frank. Oh. He has. You've never seen it, have you? Uh, no, it's one of oh. my Hall of Shame. Okay. I have not okay. seen uh, Peggy Sue got married. You're going to see this performance and realize. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the first wild one. Nice. So, I think, yeah. yeah. It is the next movie that we're going to talk about for Francis Ford Coppola, but I swear it will be it will be more, uh, more upbeat and positive in that review. <laughs> because, man, there's, there's a lot of dance sequences in this one you know yeah g- yeah yeah give me a great dance sequence but give me seven and i'm bored to fuck give yeah. me give me a great dance sequence and I'll, and you know all those things stir up in me damn i wish i could dance you know what i'm mean? like I, w- I i wish i could do that <laughs> i i seriously dance and and yeah maybe just dancing and acting and acting too i I look at people and i'm like like how can they fucking do it it's magic to me and then but i don't want to see a movie full of dancing it's not it's not my thing you know what i mean you don't want to see like 20 performances from gregory hines no i don't i want and you know i'm a guy that watched tap i watched tap when it came out on video I'm aware of, of how great Gregory Hines is. And please, God, you get Gregory Hines in your movie, you got to give him a tap dancing scene. But again, when he has seven, <laughs> it's just not that interesting unless you're really into jazz or tap dancing. And guess what? I am into neither of those. <laughs> I mean, I could listen to some uh, jazz, but I'm not like, yeah, give me sure. some jazz, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure, this movie was definitely not made for you. No, definitely was not. No. Definitely was not. Yeah. So although, although I am very thankful to hear that this that the one I watched is the elongated version because <laughs> I reading that uh, Age of Cage book, I was concerned that <laughs> that there was even a longer version out there. <laughs> oh, but this Lord. is scarily the one that uh uh that gives a more balanced story to Gregory Hines 
than yeah. the original, and it's still pretty unbalanced. And boy, I'm not the hugest fan of Richard Gere. <laughs> Heard that gerbil story too many times. <laughs> no, there's just something about him I've never liked. I don't know what it is. Yeah. He'll he'll come out as a serial killer someday, and you're yeah. like, I knew it, yeah, I, I knew, knew it. it, I knew it. <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> Yeah, so we sort of follow all these separate stories. They all kind of converge on the Cotton Club in different ways. Mm, yes. Um, Richard Gere is working for the mob guy now, or the gangster, but his job yeah, seems kind of weird. It's yeah, just like, like I was going to ask you, what is he? It's, it's hang out with my girlfriend, right? Yeah. I guess That's, it's to like get his wife off his back about man, having this, a girlfriend. This mobster has never seen a movie, because that is never no. a good idea. Never a no. good idea. no. That's inviting uh, disaster. Gregory Hines and his brother are trying to become like a, a show act at the club. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Gregory Hines gets offered to do something on his own and takes it, and that pisses everybody off. And, yeah. Uh, Nick Cage turns out is working for the gangster, and uh-huh. he's trying to move his way up. <laughs> his brother's not very happy about that. Nope. And, uh, yeah, just mob stuff, like other... Mob other uh, other, other Coppola mob. movies. Yep. <laughs> you don't even have other to say mob. mob movies. Other Coppola movies. <laughs> other mob groups coming in, trying yeah. to get a truce, end up fighting, and yeah, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. It so it's nutshell. kind of it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, which doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily make it a good thing for this movie. No. So this is another one that Nicolas Cage had a miserable time making. Okay. Uh, this one in particular, he was pissed off about all the roles he had to turn down because he was stuck in makeup and wardrobe every day for six months on this fucking movie that he was barely in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see Coppola being like, oh, no, like this is my masterpiece. I'm going to work on it for six months. Yeah. I, I need everybody there just in case. And apparently, I hope so, I'm going to look in the trivia because I think this is the time. Okay, hold on. Shit. Goddamn. I don't think my mouse is working. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cage hated his time on this one. To get into character as this, like, really violent mobster, he ended up, like, I don't know, there was, like, some guy on the street right around where they were about to start filming that was using like a, like what I gathered to be an expensive, big remote control car. Yeah. And then Nick cage grabs it and smashes it in the street and freaks out at the guy just to get into character. Jesus. And, uh, and apparently he, he did sort of go off the rails in this movie because again, I think he was very bored because you know he's waiting around for them to do stuff that he he gets to do, and yeah, and I think he went off the rails, and people started hating him. Richard Gere famously told him that if he keeps acting like that, he's got about five movies left in him. <laughs> uh, oh, Richard Gere, you don't realize that's his shtick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Become famous for yeah. So uh, yeah, this this is the one that really pushed him. Uh, to hating the movie that he was in. And really it's more about uh, 
the the attitude he was put into having to wait around for his uncle to film this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Frank, come on. Man. Uncle Frank, come on, man. Yeah. And this one, for me, you know, there are so, so, so many better mob movies. Yeah. Um, the premise is just ridiculous. The mobster getting the handsome guy to hang out with his girlfriend is something that <laughs> is just... It's overdone, right? There's yeah. always that. You know, like fucking yeah. Pulp Fiction made fun of it, essentially, right? Totally, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's so corny and it's so over the top. Um, you, you, I mean, they, they I, literally at some point say, just hang out with her, talk to her, don't sleep with her. Yeah. It's like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, of course, of course. And it's just like, you know, a couple years later, you're going to get the untouchables and... It's going to be a way better sprawling gangster movie than this one is. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> really not a fan of this one. No, tell us how you really feel about it. <laughs> what about you? Like, what about you? There's parts of it that I'm like, I can kind of see why this is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you were watching it on the big screen in the theater and you didn't see movies like this all the time. You can be like, oh, wow, look, they're doing that tap, tap number and whatever mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's interesting, but, man, having to sit and watch, and especially, like, we both watched it on Plex, so it was free. Right. And there'd be a break, and it would be, like, three minutes of commercials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you definitely get taken out of it and then yeah. thrown back in and be like, oh, okay. But yeah, it's just, it seems like it's way too long. Yes. Overlong, for sure. Yes. For sure. And there's lots of stuff to like. I mean, you know, I think every one of those dance sequences, it's like, damn, these people are talented. You know, they're, they're doing a sure. great job. And if you like the music, the music's gonna, you know, it's gonna, I don't know, tickle your ivories or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's just not my jam and it's overly long. I don't know. They, they, oh. they put, uh, they put Diane Lane in this chain mail headdress that kind of makes me want, to see her be like a you know a warrior princess in a barbarian oh. film or something. Red Sonia? <laughs> yeah, she could be Red Sonia. Yeah, the lost the lost eighties Red Sonia film. Yeah, sure. <laughs> better better than the one we got, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still like that movie. Um, I did too. But uh, the, I feel like if this I, movie I is also not about like people. Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> well, of course, I own both of them on Blu-ray. I yes. get it. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. I pretty much watch all three of them as a triple feature because yeah. in reality, like Schwarzenegger's Conan in this movie, let's yeah, not pretend sure. that he's not. For sure, hundred uh, percent. Rights be damned. Uh, <laughs> now, the thing about this movie is, like, if this was a movie about people wanting to be artists or good in their field, like, hey, we're tap dancers, we want to be the best, right? You know, and the movie is about that, or she's a singer, she wants to own her own club. If, you know, that's her dream and the movie's about that or, you know, I'm a bugle player and play with jazz bands, fine. But the movie's not about that. It's about more like the mob stuff and just yeah. all the stuff going on backstage and relationships mm-hmm. between people breaking down and whatever. Yeah. And so, like, the two, like, when you have all this stuff going on backstage and then you cut to a good, like, five-minute performance of tap dance and yeah. 
show tunes and whatever else, like just kind of wears you out and you're like, okay, I get it. What's, yeah. what's going on? I want to see Fred Gwynn, you know, pushing some people around backstage. Let's get <laughs> yeah, back there. for sure. For sure. Yeah, well, totally. Guy, totally. That one guy who's a giant jackass and keeps giving all the black people a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then at the end he gets his comeuppance and I'm like, yes, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe seeing this on a big screen would, yeah. would, would be a different experience. Yeah. But sitting on my couch and on a Sunday afternoon eating chips was not probably the correct viewing. Yeah. And then, and then, and then with the occasional Geico insurance ad or whatever, you know, that kind of stirs that up a little bit. (laughs) Then my dog wants to go outside. And And you'd rather take the dog out than watch more of the movie. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Oh, God, please tell me I'm recording this. Okay, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Again, don't want to have to redo this one. Thank God. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's, It's just like, it's a lot. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk about Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, he's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, like he's fine. Um, he does get a couple moments to really Nick Cage out, which mm-hmm, is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, towards towards the end when he's decided he wants to be his own mob boss. <laughs> yeah, and he shows up in the the Harlem Club to break up the numbers racket or whatever. Right, right. and he just unloads on the on everybody with like machine guns and yeah, stuff, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah. This is when Nick Cage was like, oh, hell yes, this is going to be the best. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty cool moments. He's good. Yeah, he's definitely unhinged. You know, definitely, you know, something for... You know, it's, it's funny, though, like, Dixie doesn't worry so much about him. Like, shouldn't he be, like, on edge about his brother? Because his brother definitely seems over the edge, right? Right. And it There's just like sort one- of, like... Like they yeah, do, like, they do have a tension, but it's like he doesn't carry that tension. Uh, Gear doesn't carry that tension away from it, right? Gear's no, like, no. okay, well, I want to bone this Diane Lane, so yeah. <laughs> I don't care about my brother anymore, you know? Because their mom, I assume that was their mom. Their mom's even like a character in the movie. Oh, and, right, right. And uh, you see, you even forgot Tish. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't even like do anything where she comes to Richard Gere and she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm nervous. Cause he's getting too deep into this. And you know, Dixie has to figure out a way to get him out and get him. Okay. With all the mob bosses. So he doesn't get killed or yeah. Yeah. Like, there's an like angle some, you could go there, yeah. but they don't something to make it a little more interesting. I don't know. And also like, isn't like Dixie, like sort of like dismissive of his mother. Like, does he even acknowledge her in that scene? Like in that scene, like cage is, is taking her somewhere. Right. Is that um, what happens? He goes, or, or is it, do I have the actors mixed around? Is it actually, is it gear who's taking her somewhere? I feel like it was gear that was just like barely <laughs> even acknowledging that his mom was in the room. I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up. It, I think it happens my, so often. It's, it's, my, it's my anti Richard gear stance. Maybe you never know. Maybe. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, here we got James Remar as, as a gangster and he's great. And yeah, fucking Bob Hoskins is in the movie, and he's great. There's a lot of great, really yeah. good actors doing really good work in this movie, and it's just and Fred Gwynn and Larry Fishburne, you know, like great stuff going on here. But it's just overly long, it's bloated, and it doesn't really seem to find the right story for me. No, 
because even the mob story ends up not being that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's no, like, oh, we got a big score coming up, so everybody's got to be paying attention or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just, nah, it's business like usual. The main story is, hey, Richard Gere really wants to bang this girl, <laughs> and yeah. uh, the mob guy doesn't like that. Yeah. But Richard Gere finds a way to get out because Bob Hoskins sends him to Hollywood to mm-hmm. become a movie star. Wow, man. I don't know. <laughs> this was a difficult watch for me, but Cage was great in it. Uh, I like I like Gregory Hines. I think Gregory Hines is a good actor too. Like I think he's always been a good actor. It's just yeah. I can't watch that much tap dancing in a movie. I just can't. It's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. You know, give me yeah. give me some you know real hard ass plot to go along with the musical numbers and stuff. And uh, I'm along for the ride, but this one is just so ambling that it's difficult to enjoy as a whole for me. Uh, Which we should also point out Jack A. Harris or Jack A. Harry is her name. I don't know. Everybody knows her as Jack A from two, two seven. Yeah. Is she in this? Yeah. She does the musical number. Oh shit! Uh, right, 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 more right. The, more towards the end of the movie, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I was just like, is that Jack A? Yeah, that I don't, can't be I Jack don't know a. if it. I don't even know if it clicked for me that it was her. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I looked at her. I'm like, baby, and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it sure is, huh? So yeah, that was kind of fun to see. But yeah, <laughs> there's just there's lots of good people, but yeah, the movie is just all over the place. Yeah, They're not like. Too much going on, too much to follow. Not a good through line for anybody, really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because even there's like a time jump at some point. Like Richard Gere goes off to make a yes, movie. right, right. And then the, the movie jumps ahead by like two or three years or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's two. I think it says two years later, doesn't it? I, I think so. Uh, yeah. hmm. And I'm just like, okay. And then suddenly, like, Diane Lane's got her own nightclub and... Uh, Nicholas Cage was being an idiot, and yeah, I don't know. It's hmm. I don't know. It it doesn't work very well. Were you aware that Giancarlo Esposito is in this movie? I was because I looked at IMDb, but I don't remember seeing uh, him. Yeah, he's one of two guys credited as Bumpy Hood, <laughs> which is so weird. which is weird. And there's four act one, two, three, four. Yeah, four actors. One of them, including James Russo, who you will recognize. Credited as Vince Hood. So is there oh. is, is there like a gangster named Bumpy and those are his hoods and there's a gangster named Vince and those are his hoods? Is that what that's well, would, the credit I was, is? I would assume Nicholas Cage is Vincent, right? Oh, Larry Fishburne is Bumpy Bumpy Rhodes. Okay, so he's Bumpy. Oh no, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess that's Nick Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick yeah. Cage would be Vincent. So yeah, some right. of his guys, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. I, I was thinking it might be like James Remar or something, but no, he's Dutch, right? Dutch, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. See, too much going on. We there's can't there's even way too much else. going on. <laughs> Somewhere down there, there's a more interesting movie, you know? Somewhere yeah. in there, you know, you, you got the whole the, the relationship between Richard Gere and Nicolas Cage could have gone a lot more of an effective, um, you know, an effective route. Let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, we acknowledge their brothers. Nicholas Cage is happy to see him at the beginning, and by the end, like Dixie comes up to tell him to, like, "Hey, 
might be getting a little, well, too into this. But eh, I'm gonna go try to bang uh, Diane Lane some more. So you do whatever <laughs> right. you want, right? Because we see Nicolas Cage gets killed in a phone booth. Yeah, and I don't think we ever get any like resolution with Dixie. Like, I know, I know. Hey, it's just you, so disjointed. It's so disjointed. And this is the whole. Th- this is again. This is the compiled movie. The you know the one that. <laughs> that includes all the stuff he had to cut. Like this is the director's cut and we don't even have genuine reactions to yeah. the main character's brother being murdered. It's so yeah. weird. Considering, I mean, uh, from what I remember of the plot, it was Dutch is Dutch. The one that ordered him to be killed because Nicholas, right. or, I keep calling him Nick cage, but whatever Vincent, Vincent uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of turns on him a little bit. Cause he used to work for him. Mm hmm. And so he felt disrespected. So Dutch has him killed after uh, Vincent has uh, the creepy guy from Poltergeist 2 killed. And <laughs> you, I mean, there's, there's a built-in like storyline of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the guy whose girlfriend I'm trying to sleep with uh, killed my <laughs> brother. Yeah. Maybe there's like a story we can build around this. <laughs> But nah, they don't ever really do much with it. Yeah, holy shit. It's like they dance so close to having right. a, th- a through line to the plot. They dance so close, but they just refuse. They refuse to step over that line. Also, uh, Mario Van Peebles is in this movie. He's, oh, really? He's one of the dancers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, was it during that giant dance scene that I'm assuming was just like a dance scene? Behind the scenes, yeah, like like a so, like a color the, the colorful dressed one, I think. I think because I think there's guys in like bright blue zoot suits or something at some point. Uh, right? I don't know. And then women yeah. in very bright, colorful dresses all dancing around. Because it's like because uh, it's Gregory Hines wants to marry his girlfriend and yeah, it's a big discussion. But then suddenly that just breaks out into a giant tap dance routine. And <laughs> yeah, it's so and weird. I'm, I'm like, who is watching this? Nobody's watching this. I mean, I get it. If you're creative like that, sometimes you just like to break down into like a jam session sort sure. of situation. But sure. Like, why are we watching this? It's what like they're, to do it's with like, anything. It's like they're filming. It's like cut, cut. We're getting too close to a plot here, guys. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a dance <laughs> sequence now. So let's bring the dancers in, please. We're gonna be ready to go in thirty. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Thank you, people. Take your take your places. Thank you. Thank you. And then Nick Cage is like, when do I get to kill somebody? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't know you were still here. I should have sent you home weeks ago. But I'm going to need you tomorrow, so yeah. show up again. <laughs> but we're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It'll have zero effect on the plot. <laughs> yeah, nobody will care. <laughs> oh, it's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, he did get to get, he did get to be married to Jennifer Gray though. That's correct. Yes. Especially 1980s Jennifer Gray. Yes, so good luck. for sure. Good thing Absolutely. For Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's no Diane Lane, but no. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she doesn't have much, much in the way of screen time. No. I was surprised to see her. I'm like, oh, Jennifer Gray. And then. You see her maybe two more times in the yeah, movie, and then yeah, I, I think it was like the second time she was on screen. It actually clicked with me who who she was. There's a couple of those in this movie. So I'm looking at the cast list right now, and she's not even on the front page of IMDb for this movie. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> 
neither, so neither, is, neither is Jack A. Harry, by the way. That's true. <laughs> uh, for all you Jennifer Grey completists, you got a deep diaper and a yeah. deep diver. Did you say deep Dive, diaper? <laughs> deep diaper. Uh, dive deeper into the cast list to find out if Jennifer Grey's in this movie. That's for Grey cast, guys. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing here. The baby cast. Baby cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No one puts baby yeah. in the cast. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have anything else about this movie? <laughs> no, no. Let's stop talking about it, please. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Two recordings in a row. Don't want to say two weeks in a row, but yeah. two recordings in a row. We're just like, man, woof. Yeah. And I still, I see that it's still on Plex. So I think we probably could have dared, but uh, I yeah. just wanted to make sure. And yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that we did so that I didn't have to pay for this one. It's true. You know, while yeah. I did pay for Rumblefish, uh, I, I gotta say, I got more out of Rumblefish than I did this one. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, Okay. I did enjoy I did enjoy the tap dance scenes and the music scenes and stuff, but they they I enjoy them like in an encapsulated like right. Oh, that's a good performance. As part of this movie, they did nothing for no. Me, that's that's the difference. This movie does look way better. Like it looks yes. better. It's a it's a nicely shot, crisp looking film because Rumblefish yeah, wasn't meant to be, but yeah, it still looks good. But I gotta say, I still received a little more uh, appreciation from Rumblefish, so this has to be a lower score. I'm giving The Cotton Club a 1 out of 5. Ooh! That's I it. still think... I still think... Uh, I still think I'm going to go for like a... a 2.5. Okay. Like I said, there's something in there. Just if it wasn't so damn long. <laughs> for sure. It could have sure. been better. And we do see some uh, raging cage in this one, uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, that was nice to see. Although you know, I really wish there was more of him. But alas, I'm going to give the cage rating a three out of five. Oh, so he's going to go three point five. Oh, okay. Because he gets to have fun with that machine gun, man. He really does. He really does. He does. And he gets to like <laughs> do the. The cage, the cage thing, when he's like yelling at people and stuff, and then firing off, and then uh, Dutch tries to give him some money, and he tells him to take that hundred dollars and keep it, whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck he says. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, so there's some there's some fun moments, but I mean they're kind of few and far between in this. But Cage yeah. did what he what he could with the limited amount of time he had, apparently. Indeed. Indeed. And interestingly, now that I've done the beep, boop, boop, boop calculations, uh, the Cotton Club has a score of 2.5, which puts yeah. it on the exact same level as Best of Times and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, wow. Interesting. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we liked uh, Fast Times a lot more. We liked Fast Times a hell of a lot more, but we both gave zero scores for Nick Cage in that. Oh, in that. <laughs> that would be why. That would be Ageness. why. That would be, yeah, yeah. There's, there's this one up. no Nick Cage other than about three strips of, uh, you know, film, film stock. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. bar- he's barely in that one. Yeah. But there you go. So we got a 2.5 overall, uh, which is uh, uh, certainly a high, higher score than I would rate it. Uh, but uh, that's what this is all about. 
clearly that is the mid-level of everything. So we're going to get a lot of them hitting that, I think. But we shall see. Next week, a movie that he took solely to watch, wash the bad taste of the Cotton Club out of his mouth, Nicolas Cage, stars in Birdie. And what is Birdie, you ask? Well, let me tell you that Birdie is an exciting edge-of-your-seat look at the world-famous... No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. <laughs> I was I was okay. talking about The Boy in Blue. I'm, I was going to make a big joke about how it's the, the fucking Nova Scotian sculler or whatever that he's, <laughs> that he's playing. <laughs> no, no. Actually, that's entirely wrong. The next movie we're looking at is Birdie from 1984, uh, which is an Alan Parker movie. And this one is fucking intense. Have you ever seen Birdie? I have not. I'm I'm looking at the IMDb, and so the trailer's sort of playing without sound. And and the the uh, the description: after two friends return home from Viet- the Vietnam War, one becomes mentally unstable and obsesses with becoming a bird. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping. Nope, nope. From the trailer, I'm learning I'm wrong. Uh, I was really hoping Nick Cage was the one who wanted to become a bird because <laughs> no. that is a performance I want to see. Yeah, Nick Cage is the best friend of Matthew Modine, who is uh, Birdie. Right. Uh, it is an intense movie. I've seen this one. Oh, nice. And in fact, I'd actually completely forgotten about it. But yeah, it is an intense, <laughs> fun, really kind of weird and sad movie. Yeah. And, and I love Matthew Modine, always have, and they're great together. Looks like an interesting movie. I'm definitely interested in checking it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's next time. That's Birdie, 1984, from Alan Parker. Exciting, an Alan Parker movie. Look at us. Look at Who's us. Alan Parker, by the way, cineasts. That's us. Who's Alan Parker? I just um, I just I, call I just called us cineasts, Brian. <laughs> I know. I completely stepped on that. I, he directed uh, uh, like the commitments, oh, Midnight Heart. Express. Okay. Yeah, oh, Angel Heart. Yeah, right. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Now that I'm looking at this, I just didn't know his name, but I'm looking at all the stuff he's done, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Road to no, Wellville. Road to yeah. Wellville is a good movie. Yeah. He did, of, yo, um, he did Evita too, right? Evita. Did that win best? Uh, that won best picture, didn't it? Evita. Maybe is that one of those ones that won best picture that maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe. <laughs> bunch of uh, Madonna music videos, bunch of Pink Floyd music videos. Yeah. Okay, wild. Yeah. yeah. I know this guy. Yeah. yeah. Just Good I just shit. didn't know the name. So fucking yeah. Mississippi burning. Goddamn. Yeah. Back to back Angel Heart. Oh, it was back to back Birdie Angel Heart and Mississippi Burning. Oof. It's a rough couple of years. That is probably, a rough to, couple to be like this is rough couple this of is years. The stuff I'm expressing through my soul. It's like oh man, you got a lot of uh, pain, anger, and sadness going on. Huh? Right. Well, all those Pink Floyd videos are because he directed The Wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of the Madonna ones because he directed Evita, Evita too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Birdie. I'm looking forward to watching this one again. Again, it's probably, I was probably six when I watched it. So I barely watched it, you know, <laughs> it's just on the out, <laughs> outskirts of my memory. But I remember yeah. it being interesting. So did you think it was like a sequel to that movie, uh, The Boy Who Could Fly? <laughs> <laughs> I did like that movie. <laughs> Me too. I love Fred Savage 
burying all of his G.I. Joes in the back. Yeah, 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 right. I was just going to say, that's the movie with the G.I. Joe scene, right? I, I will never forget Fred Savage's poster on, on the wall of his, he had like a, a green beret poster with like a, a skull wearing the beret. And it said, uh, it says, mess with the best, die like the rest. <laughs> and I loved that. As At that age, I was like, oh, that's so cool. This movie rules. He's got G.I. Joes. And then, oh, my God, why is he burying him in the backyard? You know, full range of emotions for that movie. Surely Birdie uh, must elicit the same emotions. Surely it must. <laughs> we'll find out next week. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then, Brian. See ya. Day. Yo.